Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. I am your host, John, with me, across from me, at the table, unwavering in his devotion, staring deep into my eyes, mm-hmm. my co-host, Jeff. Piercing. Deep within me. I'm trying to see all the way to your brain. Too bad. I know. You got There's way nothing t- there. You got way too opaque of eyes. Head empty. <laughs> uh, uh. This week, we watched Robin B. Hood or if- Rob B. Hood. I was going to say, I watched Rob B. Hood. Or Project BB, depending <laughs> on where the movie is. All right. Man, I got to say... This is a 2006 film that's a just a Jackie Chan joint. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, right off the bat, why did you call this Robin B. Hood or Rob B. Hood? Because that brings to mind Robin Hood, mm-hmm. obviously. And this has nothing to do with that, even a little. If this was two criminals and a baby, that would make sense. <laughs> Yeah, or if it was called, um, oh, gee, I don't know, uh, Raisin Arizona, but set in Hong Kong and starring Jackie Chan, and that was the full name. And that was the whole name. Yeah. Yeah, it it is a movie about Jackie Chan being a burglar, and then they steal a baby, and then, oh, he's got to watch this baby, and they learn to love baby. They learn to love baby, indeed. I assume <laughs> B stands for baby? Yes. Like, robbing baby? Because, like, yeah. It was, I think Project BB was its other name, and you're like, oh, Project Baby, I get it, okay. Yeah. And then Robin B. Hood, where you're like, Baby, I guess, but I don't, I don't understand why you would make any sort of allusion to Robin Hood. Yo, I mean, the one thing I, I will say about the title is, is I was deeply happy when the, when the movie started and it had all the like Hong Kong and Chinese film production logos at the start. Yeah. Because I was really worried that with a name like Robin B. Hood or Robbing B. Hood or whatever, that it was about to be some like Jackie Chan in the in, in the hood. In the hood. And I was like, I do I am not down with I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't want need that. To see this. I don't, I'm I would make sense as to why it was on the list. <laughs> yeah, this is one that we got sent. This was a physical copy. I have the Blu-ray of Robin B. Hood wow. in my house. For some reason. Does that mean it actually, does it have the original language it was spoken in with subtitles available? Because I had to watch this in the worst dub in the world. Yes. Okay. The worst dub in the world is how I watched it as well. Yeah. It's great because everyone in there does, you know, just some random person they got to be like, hi, I'm doing the dub for this. (laughs) I will speak like this throughout it. And then Jackie Chan was dubbed by Jackie Chan. Yes. (laughs) So it's so weird when everyone else you're seeing talk and they're like, Oh, hello. I am a character. I am saying words. And then it gets to Jackie Chan, and it's just Jackie Chan. Well, I mean, part of the problem is that they seem to have decided that for almost every male character in the movie, news announcer is probably, and no matter what they're doing, if they're spilling their guts out, if they're if they're like, oh, I, I'm having the lowest moment in my life, and I'm I'm at the tears of sobbing. Uh, things aren't going well for me. I never get along with women. I never should have done this. I'm so sorry. I've failed you as a person yeah. and a husband. And you're like, hold on, wait. How come what? everyone's announcing the beginning of a game show? <laughs> and our host. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, let's get ready to drown this baby up a notch. It's Robin B. Hood. It's very weird. It, it definitely detracts, I would say, from my overall enjoyment. Which this isn't a movie that has a lot of spare joy to pull away. So, no. Yeah. That's, I mean, the problem is, normally going into a Jackie Chan film, you're like, sweet. Either Jackie Chan is, you know, on the low end of probability, a badass who gets into trouble. Or the high end of probability, a dork who gets into trouble and finds out that he is a badass in some way. Or is forced to be. So whether it's like drunken master or the suit or whatever fucking thing it is. Yeah, I have a, uh, I, I don't really have a hardline cutoff for Jackie Chan movies, but like 2006 is too late for me to be excited about a Jackie Chan movie. When I saw the year, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh no. he's, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be a little slower. It's not gonna be like the good, like like some Project Condor type shit or whatever that was called." Man, when I said the suit, I meant the tuxedo, and that came yes. out in two thousand two. Yes, wow, that is all right. So it's around the same era as that. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, that feels right. This feels around Jennifer Love Hewitt level of <laughs> exactly. Yes, and I just. That's the problem, though, is normally you're like, oh, I'm here to see Jackie Chan be a cool badass. And there are, of course, obviously going to be several action scenes where Jackie Chan gets to do stuff. Oh, yeah. That was, I would stop doing my taxes when when, ja- when, I, when I could tell it was an action sequence because I was like, all right, well, this part's going to be competent. The comedy in this is embarrassing. Yes. All of it is very embarrassing. It's That is the problem with this film is I'm like, oh, he's not a badass and he never becomes a badass. Just occasionally, they forget that for a brief action sequence, yeah. and then he goes right back to being a bumbling idiot. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. There's not enough action that I was like, oh, I'm invested in this, because God knows this is over two hours long. Yes, it's painfully long. There is a point in this where I was like, oh, they're about to wrap this up, and then I hovered over, I'm like, there are 45 minutes left in this. Uh-huh. What the fuck? <laughs> And it's filling its time with what exactly? It just does. It just meanders around. It's just not very interesting. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I can't recommend this. There's so many good ac- uh, Jackie Chan action movies that you could be watching. Yeah, I mean, if you want a Jackie Chan action film, or just an action film, or even a comedy with a baby in it, mm. there are definitely things I would suggest before this. Yes, yeah. There's. It's pretty far down the list. So um, in terms of what we're going to be able to talk about regarding it, I don't know. It's very confusing and it's very much written like a, a, a scattershot comedy movie. So there's a lot of vignettes that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And God, I don't, <laughs> I don't like people in this movie. Uh, all right. We're going to go ahead. We'll play some music. We are going to come back and then give the full spoiler review for 2006's Robin B. Hood. We are back, and it is time to talk about Robin B. Hood. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do so. I'm desperately casting around trying to remember the very beginning of this movie. I know the whole hospital sequence, but there was some stuff before that. I think it was just our our two main characters robbing stuff a little bit. I mean, the whole thing is them 
I mean, it starts with them robbing the hospital, but they are first getting into a safe in the hospital. Is where oh, it that's starts. okay. That's what that was. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Uh, we have our two main characters. We have th- thong, thongs and octopus. Thongs and octopus. Which, and- when I read the description of this, and it was like thongs and octopus get attached to a baby, and I'm like, well, that's sad for that baby. <laughs> get those thongs and octopus off that baby. I just figured it was like an extremely literal cartoon for small children or something. <laughs> thongs and octopus, and like an animate pair of sandals and an octopus come in, get attached to baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they are breaking into a safe, and I wish they had specialties that they were good at. Because, like, no, neither of them is like, ooh, I'm the safe cracker, and I'm the one who does whatever. Instead, it's just like, yeah, we both do anything, and it's fine. And not only do both of them do anything, but there's a third guy there who's also part of the crew. He's just older and doesn't hang out with them as often, yeah. and that's Landlord, and he is kind of the safe cracker. Yeah, he is the brains, and it's definitely like, oh, he took these two under his wing, taught them all of the, like robbing arts Mm -hmm. the pillaging arts plundering uh and so landlord is like the brains of the operation he's the one who gets the jobs and then gives them to thongs and octopus but thongs and octopus right off the bat as we are introduced to them we are also introduced to their two main character flaws octopus is on the phone with someone uh, who he is saying, oh, I'm a monk now. We can't go out anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm at wherever monks are. I can't go anywhere with yeah. you. And he is a ladies' man. And he's yes. like, I've decided from now on, I'm, I'm not going to date just regular women, only rich women for me. Yeah, he's basically the opposite of a wife guy in that he is married but hates his wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is... Probably the most unrepentant piece of shit in this until the very, very end where he's like, oh, yeah, I am a just absolute woman's man. I go around and I I'm with all of these ladies. And then you find out like 30 minutes in you're like, oh, he's married. Yeah, he is married and has a wife. Yes. And he just, I think has a different apartment than her and shows up maybe once a month. Oh, yeah. No, he specifically lives in the same house as Thongs does. Uh, that's why their their third member of their group is named Landlord, because he's literally their landlord. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, they live together. That's Octopus's deal. Mm-hmm. Thongs, Jackie Chan's character, is a gambler. So yeah. he is currently putting bets on racehorses while they are trying to get into this safe. Yeah, he's a he's a, a, an addicted gambler, and, and uh, all of the money he gets from doing all these crime jobs, he just fritters away immediately on various types of gamble. Yeah, so that's... There are two big things and why it doesn't matter how big of a score they get. Uh, Thongs is going to waste it all in gambling and Octopus is going to waste it all on ladies. Yeah, and then they also have some other character traits and that both of them are incredibly good stunt-based improvisational weapon-using martial artists when they need to be. Yes, when they need to be. (laughs) Occasionally, it's like, oh no, this scene requires us to just, you know, get manhandled by some people, so whoever will just deal with them. Yeah. But then occasionally they go, oh, this scene requires you to be just absolute parkour masters, and they're like, sure, great, that's fine, we're also that. It's fine, I didn't mind, I would have preferred a little more heightened realism in that regard, similar to, you know, like, 
like Kung Fu Hustle levels of, oh, everyone in town is, is a surprising ninja badass, or just these two characters are always doing stuff like that, but instead we get the sort of halfway there thing. Yeah, I would have preferred if they had gone, no, both of these are like the two characters that are absolutely amazing. Yeah. They have, you know, if we were like, they're amazing badasses at martial arts, they're absolutely insanely good at doing like stunt work and body stuff and they can get all over the place. They're like the best burglars in the world, but you would never know it because they are also far too obsessed with their dumb horse shit. Yes. That would have been a better angle for them. Instead, they're just like, I don't know. We're good. They're we're good fine. martial artists because one of them is Jackie Chan. That's yeah. why. It's kind of like, it reminds me of how the the slow slide of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career where where at a certain point he mostly was playing, he was an older guy, mostly played like sheriffs in small Midwestern towns, right? Like that was eventually where he settled in was like, oh, put a yellow filter over me, put the shit on DVD, get Scott Adkins in here. I'm a small town sheriff. And there's there's a point in his career where they stopped bothering explaining why he's got a thick Austrian accent. Yes. So there's a point where we're like, yeah, I have always been the sheriff of this town in Oklahoma. What are you talking about? I was born in Oklahoma and I will die here. My name is Jim Parsons. You're like that, that first of all, Wait, that's what? that's one of the guys from Big Bang Theory. Zinga. <laughs> In second, <laughs> you got you got to throw me a bone on this accent. That <laughs> a, horse, a horse kicked this accent into me. <laughs> I was perfectly normal until I was 12 years old, and then the horse kicked me in the head, and now I sound like this. <laughs> Just give me that. Give me that in a no, no explanation text crawl at the start of every Arnold movie. <laughs> the town is Littlefield, Oklahoma, protected by one sheriff. Who sounds Austrian, but don't worry about it. He was kicked by a horse. You have like a James Earl Jones sound to like read this stuff at the start of every. <laughs> An Austrian horse kicked him in the head, and he was cursed forevermore. <laughs> he was cursed by a wandering Stephen King esque Roma figure who was like, Austrian. <laughs> Yes, my parents killed someone, and then I was cursed to be Austrian. <laughs> oh, all right, sure. But yeah, this is just, uh, you see that more in, in good Jackie Chan movies. They have like an explanation for why he is an incredible badass. And in this one, they're just like, I don't know, he just is. Don't worry about it. No, everything we learn about the background for Thongs is like, yeah, he went to like college and then dropped out and became a burglar, and there's zero reason that he should be good <laughs> at any of this. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, with the opening scene is a pretty stylistic, it's kind of cool. It gave me hope a shot of, of uh, a safe being cracked from the inside as they like drill through and are talking about how safes work and so on. And, and, you know, when we do get the few scenes where they are getting into safes and stuff like that, you're like, oh, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like they are actually professional burglars. Yeah. For the most part, they're goofy thieves. They they steal stuff and then get caught and then have to run around and jump over hospital beds and run up walls, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But for the technical parts of their stuff, they're good. Yeah. They're just bad at everything else. Yeah. So these two, I, I guess after the safe cracking part, landlord fucks off, could probably hit the car. And the other two go to rob a bunch of like the pharmacy in the hospital and pull all the Viagra and so on off the shelves. Well, yeah, because, you know, like. Octopus is pulling drugs and putting them in a bag, and he's like, this is laxatives. You'd get $10 for this. Yeah. This is a $1,000 narcotic. This is what you pull. Yeah, steal these ones. So they've got a bunch of those. They're, they're, they get caught because they look like they've got tons of drugs under their fake doctor coats. 
and then they go on a wacky runabout uh, obstacle course chase throughout the hospital, which I'm saying I'm making sound lame, but again, there's a baseline assumed competency to a Jackie Chan action sequence. So if you if you're super partial as most people are to him flipping around over things and grabbing ladders and flinging them at people and using ceiling fans to to swing around, you get a lot of that here. Yeah, I mean, it is a you know good multi level hospital, so you've got a bunch of things to do, different rooms to go in, ways to hide. Yeah, like just little gags you can do where like octopus hides from the uh, security that's after him by putting on a coat and then like crying at the bed of someone who has died. Yeah, and then when the security guy leaves, the guy who's also crying there is like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, is it?" Wait, who is this? This is John. Oh, I'm in the wrong hospital room. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. I also like Thong's hiding behind a person on the toilet without the person on the toilet noticing. Yeah, doing that, was, that, that was good, neat, like, yeah. I can jump from one stall to a stall, two stalls down. Yeah, that was a cool sequence. Plus, he he's watching the guy bet on horses and, and, and later finds him in the hallway and is like, change your bet to number nine. He's a better horse. So it's, you know, there's jokes. There's some things here that work. There's just too much of it and a lot more of it that doesn't work. Honestly, the beginning of this is what I wish this movie had sort of been about was yeah. these two as thieves. Yeah. Because the second the baby gets involved, it grinds to a screeching halt. Yes. Because when this is going like, oh, it's cool. There's some fun visual as well as normal gags. They're doing great bits. They're running around. They're doing awesome stunts. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love it. Well, this movie it would have been much better if instead of a baby, the bee had stood for, like, I don't know, blood diamond or something. And it was just these two low rent two bit thugs get pulled into a job that's way over their head. And but they still act like this the whole time. And that would have been fine. Yeah. The, the, the three men and a baby shit they do instead is not fun. No. And all of the once the baby shows up, all the jokes begin to suck a whole lot of ass. Oh yeah, because they don't know what they're doing anymore. They don't do they aren't it's not lighthearted thief jokes. It's all this like you are doing the work of women type stuff. Uh, uh that is just embarrassing. Now while they're running around, yeah. there is then uh we have been occasionally jumping over to a woman who is giving birth. Yes. And as soon as she does we see like her family and they're like, oh, great. You know, we're going to hold on to the baby. We're so pleased, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then a guy runs up and grabs the baby and the mom. Yeah. He's like, like ex-boyfriend. You're, you're, you're mine and we're supposed to be together forever. This is my baby. And she's like, no, I'm married to someone else. It's his baby. You're crazy. Yeah, I, I got to say, by the way, one of the other problems with this movie is that the dub changed all everyone's names to just like American names. So when she's like, no, I'm married to points to obvious Chinese man, Calvin here. Yeah. And, like, I, and I'm Melody. <laughs> I'm Melody. I'm like, look, this <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but this isn't fucking uh, like salute your shorts or some shit. It's OK. People will buy the, the, the Chinese names that were there originally. I mean, at least they went with thongs and octopus for our main characters. We have I to mean, find out their names are actually like Hector and Jim. Even when we get like Inspector Mock, yeah, which is his first name is Steve. Yeah, <laughs> like all right. Well, cool. Mock is a classic Canadian name, as as evidenced in the film Rock and Roll. <laughs> as evidenced, mm -hmm. if you will allow me to submit as evidence, Rock and Roll. Yeah, but but anyway, so Calvin and Melody's baby is being stolen by this this crazed Max. man. 
Max. Yeah, his uh, name is Max. Yeah, uh, he's 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 crazed. He believes the baby is his, but he's constantly being told it, it, the baby is not. Uh, he's going to try and run away with it and run away with the mom. Uh, but I, she's I, still on like the bed. a gurney. Yeah. So when he gets to the stairwell to run away from people, he can't exactly continue taking her with him. So he just runs off with the baby. Yes. And this is, again, at the same time, Thongs and Octopus are doing their, you know, wacky run around. Yes. And of course, it's gonna they're going to come to a head when everyone's escaping on a series of stacked eleva- escalators. And while a bunch of security guards are fighting Max for this baby, he reacts too wildly and accidentally flings the baby off the escalator towards its immediate death. Uh, but luckily, Jackie Chan on a blow thongs on a bl- lower escalator sees this, does a bunch of cool leaping across escalators, and catches the baby by the blanket. Yeah, and manages to hold it until people get underneath the baby. At which point, it slips out and falls naked into their arms. Yeah, and he there- has saved the baby. And I was expecting there to be some sort of like. Hey, you're a hero, and that's how like they would get caught or whatever mm-hmm. because they saved this baby, and then they'd be like, "Hey, we need to make you a hero." Oh, you have all of our money, but instead they're just like, "Hey, good job." They yell up to him, and he's like, "Yeah, great, bye." Yeah. <laughs> well, notably, they get they get freaked out for a second when security guards come running past them instead of at them, and the, and the guys are just like, "Great catch, good job." Hey, good game, good game. <laughs> hey, good game, good game. <laughs> Uh, so they're all relieved about that and then they escape. And so, yeah, we aren't going to cross paths with the same baby again for another 10 to 15 minutes. It's just sort of a, a little setup for later. Yeah. Cause now we have to, again, establish more of what's wrong with these guys Yes, of, you know, uh, octopus has made good on his promise that he will only date rich women. But of course that means he needs to use all of the money that he's making from their various heists, which we show a few of, mm-hmm. uh, that he has to like put down money on a Ferrari. He has to buy all their clothes, like at the buy mall. a bunch of jewelry. And we're doing that really broad Hong Kong style comedy here, where where he's sobbing openly as he pulls money out of various parts of his clothes. Yeah, um, it's you know I don't want to pay for women's clothing, but I have to. That that sort of thing. And sh- the woman that he is dating is like the daughter of some like Chinese billionaire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thongs is <laughs> just rushes to a gambling hall immediately. Just immediately loses all of his money and then takes out another hundred grand on top of whatever he has lost mm-hmm. and immediately loses that as well. Yeah. Although he spends some of it or steals some presents and so on to take home to his family in an attempt to continue to purchase their love. It's it's his extent. He's not married or, or or doesn't have kids or anything like that. It's back to like his sisters and brothers and grandkids and dad. Yeah. So his dad and uh, extended family all live together in one like single little tenement area. Yeah. And uh, because he has just absolutely fucked over Mac Daddy, the uh gangster that he borrowed a hundred thousand from the uh the like gang members that he is in charge of have gone over to that apartment complex mm-hmm. and have plastered a whole bunch of like posters that say that he needs to pay the money they're painting like pay up in red paint on the wall and so 
when he actually gets there to see his dad, he has some gifts and stuff for his family that, you know, I assume he stole because yeah, he has no money. He's a thief. Yeah. But his dad is just like, you're a piece of shit and you suck and you had everything and you threw it away to just become a burglar. What are you doing? Yeah. And they have a big old fight where, where everyone's trying to calm down the granddad and be like, you're going to start. A, you're going to have a heart attack. You need to you need to calm down. And, and finally, he just throws Jackie Chan or thongs out of the house. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck out. Like, I, I don't have a son anymore. That type of thing. Yeah. And I will rend my garments. Ah, ash and sackcloth. <laughs> I shall wear a hair shirt. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've been seeing Octopus going out with this rich lady and, you know, spending a whole bunch of money and whatnot. But everywhere he goes, we have been seeing this other woman watching them. Yeah, the and other woman. And she's constantly in costumes. Mm-hmm. Usually costumes of food or big animals. Yeah. And eventually they are at dinner and he sees this woman outside in everything but the head of a chicken costume. Uh Uh-huh. And he's just like, excuse me for one moment and goes outside to confront her. This is his wife, Ivy. And uh, she is a long-suffering wife who he just berates and yells at and constantly uh, informs that he wants a divorce from. He just is like, get out of here. I don't want you around here. I married you too early. It was a terrible decision. I want a divorce. Now go home. Yeah. And he's not, it's not even like a, I'm shamelessly cheating on you. He's like, oh, this is one of my clients. My clients are both men and women. You can't be jealous of my client. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, you're a piece <laughs> of shit. I mean, you're clearly not a monk, which was your excuse like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Even if you are just like, Oh, the whole reason I I go see other women and do this is because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm trying to get in and steal from them because I'm a piece of shit in a different way. Instead of cheating, I'm just trying to woo them and then rob them. I'm like, yeah, but you're still an asshole. She's like, oh, I haven't seen you in weeks and yeah. I'm pregnant with your kid. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, three months ago, you came home drunk and we had sex and I'm pregnant. And he's like, how dare you let me have sex with you without protection? That's a woman's job. Anyway, there's an abortion clinic. You should go get an abortion. And then anyway, yeah, I've got someone to fuck in there. As she's walking away, he's like, wait, wait, hold on. You can't go to an abortion. Don't clinic. walk there. You can't go across town in a chicken costume. You should take a bus. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of gag that we're getting from him is my wife. I hate her. And I, I, I want a divorce from her, but I won't get one. Yeah, the... <laughs> and and he's you're supposed to like him. I think you're supposed to like... There's a point in the movie... I'm just going to jump around and give a fuck. There's a point in the movie where he, like, changes his mind for no fucking reason at all. Like, nothing interesting has happened. He just sees her outside one day and is like, oh, I should call her from a phone booth and say, I'm sorry, and I actually love you. Yeah, I mean, the entire thing is... He has learned from taking care of a baby at this point that he does love his wife Mm -hmm. because he's like, oh, even before that, he tries to send like voice messages to be like, oh, don't have an abortion. I want a baby now because I've been taking care of a baby. Yes. But uh, after we establish that both of them have completely lost all of their money and in the case of Thongs, even more than all of his money, Mm -hmm. uh, we then establish that Landlord 
who keeps all of his millions of ill-gotten gains in his refrigerator in his room, uh, comes home one night to find himself robbed of all of his money. And so all three of them are now at an absolute destitute and desperate point. Yes. Oh, also, let's talk about landlord's wife. wife. <laughs> landlady. Da, 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 da. Landlady. Landlady has a little baby doll that she carries around because, like, 20 years ago, they lost their kid. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't say what happened, but their kid died somehow. Yes. And it broke her. Like, she is completely like, oh, I treat this, like, little baby doll like a real baby, and I constantly talk about the baby. Mm -hmm. So she has gone off the deep end. Uh Uh-huh. And... Landlord is trying to make sure that he has enough money so that they will be, uh, you know, taken care of because he's going blind. She's not in her right mind. So he's like, no, I have to save up enough money that I can retire and we'll be okay. Yes. And And then he loses everything. Believe it. Believe it or not, that hospital job, that was his last job. (laughs) Would have been, but now he has no money. Yeah. And of course, we have a, a bit of suspicion from him like. Obviously, one of these two people I work with who are both trained fucking safe crackers stole my money. Uh, so he asked them, and they both just ignore him and babble on about whatever it is well, they were talking about. Well, it's while they're about. doing the, the yeah. job yeah. description. He's like, yeah. Because he calls them up, and he's like, guys, I've got a job. Mm-hmm. It's a huge job. It'll pay $7 million. Yeah. And they're like, well, fuck yeah, let's do it. He's like, there's a problem. It might be a little fucked up. We might not want to do it. And they're like, dude, it's $7 million. We will do literally anything. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, as each of them shows up, he goes, Hey man, you, uh, you robbed my house. And both of them obviously have it. They have nothing, but they're like, Hey they brush man, off instead. Yeah. Instead just, of going like, they, no, they just go, dude, it's $7 million. Let's fucking go get yeah, in the car. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, we never resolved that plot. I guess no. he, he just got randomly robbed. It's very weird that they're like, Ah, uh, yeah, a professional thief got robbed in, his, like, his personal safe got taken out. It apparently wasn't one of the other thieves we know or anyone else, and it doesn't matter. It was just there so that he would also need to be part of this. I was really glad, at least, that when they turned out that the landlady was carrying around a fake baby for a reason, because the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, man, that's an easy-to-clock fake baby. That is not good. Like, you know, you see fake babies from time to time on TV shows, because... Because babies are hard to work with. They're hard to work with and they get old too fast. I mean, that was one of the big things in this movie is the director was like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. Working with a baby sucks. (laughs) Every time it was on set, they had to communicate in sign language because they couldn't, like, fuck with the baby. Because if it started crying, they're like, we're going to lose, like, two hours of filming. Yes, yeah. it's It's too little of a baby to try and film with. Uh, but I was just, I was like, wow, that is way too easy of a fake baby to clock. That's you. Fu- and then found out a second later, it's supposed to be a fake baby. I was like, oh, okay, good. Because for a second there, that was like, like a bad TV show level of baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the worst examples of fake babies. I know there's a really famous movie one, but I can't. It's not coming to me. Uh, the Twilight baby, the horrible CG baby oh, from Twilight. I was a doll that I was thinking of, but yeah, the, but uh, it, what's her name? Renesme, Renesme or whatever. Yes. Yeah, it's a pretty fake one too. <laughs> that one fucking is terrible. <laughs> not a doll, just very bad CG. Uh, anyway, so eventually they get to this mansion. They manage to, you know, get past security again. 
They're all very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Landlord is off somewhere, Thongs and Octopus have managed to, like, break into the bedroom safe. And they're like, oh, man, there's not even any jewelry in here, and there's barely any money. This is horseshit. Why are we doing this? Yeah. What exactly are we doing here that's going to get us $7 million? And it's then that they find Landlord next to a crib, and they're like, no, fucking, there was rules when we started this. Yeah, no murder, no blackmail, no extortion, no kidnapping. This is kidnapping. He's like, but we're going to take it to his grandpa. So it's not really kidnapping. We're taking him to family. Mm -hmm. So come on. And, you know, for at least thongs, he's like, no, no, I'm very much foot down. We're not doing this. And Landlord just is <laughs> like, I don't care. Puts him in a bag and fucking runs yeah, off. Yeah, mostly Thongs is really mad because he has already sedated the baby. He gave the baby a sedative so it would sleep through the kidnapping part instead of crying. And he's like, you can't sedate a baby. Are you crazy? And he's like, well, he's going to cry if we don't sedate him. We have to sedate the baby. So there's a whole bunch of back and forth fighting going on between them. And then, of course, all the lights come on. And now, oh, shit, they have to escape. There's private security and well, yeah, cops about. Landlord ran out and Mm -hmm. just ran through the door and instead of, you know, going through and making sure that the alarms don't go off because he's just trying to get away from fucking thongs and octopus, he just pushes a door open and sets the alarm off. Yeah, he just leaves and drives away, leaving them to find their own way out. Uh, Now, they, I mean, they all get in the car together and leave. Eventually, yes. Uh, And they are (laughs) heading out when they get Passed by a couple people in sports cars going super fast down the hill in any, what I think was an initial D reference. (laughs) Uh, That's right. There is that whole fucking uh, comedy sequence where they're calling each other from the same cars. Yeah. Well, uh, the two people in race cars go past them. Yes. And then another car gets behind them, and it's the person who had originally called Landlord for the job, and they're like, yeah. hey, we got to meet up wherever to make the drop for the baby. But some asshole's fucking in our way, and he's talking about Landlord, and Landlord's like, yeah, I know, some asshole is tailgating me. I've got some asshole here, too. And it's just the two of them. But when they get further down the mountain, it turns out there is a roadblock because they're just catching people speeding. Mm-hmm. And... Also, the the guy who initially set this up sent all of his goons to go get the baby from them. Yes. And so they are there with guns. And, like, the goons get to the traffic block and are like, we can't be here. We have guns. We need to fuck off. So they yes. turn around and run off, which gets the cops after them so that they can run off. Mm-hmm. And the eventual upshot of all this is that our, our our two main characters end up with the baby and they manage to escape. Yeah, where Landlord Land- crashes the car and gets caught by the cops. And gets arrested, but the only thing he's being arrested for is bad driving and, and uh, dangerous, driving. dangerous dra- driving. So he'll be back out in a couple of days. So the plan is still viable. He The other two don't know the bad guy that hired Landlord, so they just need to lay low for a couple of days with this baby until Landlord gets out and then things will all smooth over. Yeah, and now we get into the real meat of this movie as these two chuckle fucks have a baby and it's all jokes of like, oh, let's try and feed a baby a chicken and beer. I don't know what babies is. (laughs) 
I bought the biggest diapers so they could put more poops in them. I'm going to hold the baby by his foot. It's just that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, and it doesn't make sense because you see Jackie Chan going home to his family and he is clearly the oldest kid and there's kids ranging down to like seven in the room. Oh, yeah. There's no way this motherfucker hasn't changed a diaper. Yeah. I'm like, you have a younger sister that looks... 20 years younger than you, 100% you have helped. Don't you fucking lie to me. I changed my brother's diapers when I was eight. <laughs> yeah, 1,000%. This is like, no, you you have dealt with babies. You are the eldest child in a family that has a lot of children. Yeah, this is horse shit. That's what but I- no, he's absolutely flabbergasted by what you could ever possibly do with a baby. Oh, no. What do babies like? Uh. Yeah. Plus, it's 2006, and neither of them were like, I don't know, let's just Google this shit. Instead, they're like, uh, oh, I will sign up for Lamaze classes. There's a part where they're in fucking, where one of them, go, uh, Octopus, goes to a Lamaze class and is going through, like, birth prep. And I'm like, dude, you should have walked out of this class the moment they were like, this is for a person who is going to have a baby. No, but it's filled with ladies there, and he likes the instructor. I know, I know. He's just He just uses an excuse to hit on the instructor a little bit. Uh, we can't have him hit on her too much because we're already starting the the easing of him into I'm going to go back to my wife soon. But he's like checking her out while she's doing the exercises. But still, he's getting nothing. Why did they sign up for this class? Well, they signed up for baby prep at I I mean I know it isn't, but it looks like because the whole thing it's takes rec place center. when they go to a Toys R Us. Oh yeah, and the Toys R Us has diapers and formula and also. Like, menstrual pads. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't remember that being at the Toys R Us. How strange. <laughs> okay, sure. It's, it's in one, There's a lot more aisles in Toys R Us than you ever really remembered. <laughs> that, that's what it is. There's a whole one for bait and tackle. There's an aisle with bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, uh, the person at the Toys R Us checkout lane is like, oh, these are the wrong size of diapers. This is for a three-year-old. You have a six-month-old. Also... This formula is the wrong formula. You got menstrual pads for some reason. Mm-hmm. You've got breast enlargement pills. <laughs> that was yeah, because she immediately assumes because the two of them are buying the stuff together that they're oh a gay, how modern uh, how modern oh I'm so supportive of the gay or some weird ooh gay pride and all that gay pride and all that that was it and they just kind of roll with that they're like yeah he's he's my husband I thought the breast enlargement pill or powder would, would work work on him work on him I want him to have large breasts. <laughs> Sure, great, great, whatever. Okay. But then it seems like there is also this baby class in the Toys R Us, and I just keep going like, man, it feels like this Toys R Us is all the things. <laughs> yeah, it's a Toys R Us and a Babies R Us, which was a real thing that existed, Yeah, and a Walmart, just all kind of smacked together, plus a hospital, sort of, like in one of those like side buildings those the, that they attach to hospitals where they do stuff like Lamaze classes and AA meetings. And it's also an those. entire trampoline room. Oh, yeah, and a whole room <laughs> full of trampolines. What was that? Not even trampolines. Trampoline. Yeah. It's one huge trampoline room. I mean, I get, maybe it's like that's for uh, for physical rehabilitation purposes or something, but it looks more like it's a big toy room. Yeah, because it's in Toys, Toys R, R, R Us. Us. Yeah, oh, so weird. I mean, I get it. Putting Jackie Chan on a trampoline, instant success, obviously a smart move. A lot of the set pieces in this don't make any sense until you remember that Jackie Chan's going to swing around on things in them, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I get why you're in there now. Yeah. But, you know, most of this is just, 
Like, oh, this baby has poop, and you got poop on you, and that's... Isn't that that's a funny? pretty graphic shot? You, you, yeah, this that's is the sort of thing you weren't you're not expecting. Is it's real nasty when they're just like, and here's a bunch of poop, and it's poop on me. Here's and a poop ba- all over you. Let's just let's just open this baby's legs up by the ankles and just dangle his shit covered tiny baby dick right out in front of everybody. <laughs> I mean, I know it is not actual baby poop that they are using, but it is definitely a thing where I'm like. Hey, ew, gross. That still means they made a bunch of fake poop and slathered it all over this naked, alive baby. Yep. Which is, man. <sighs> poor, poor this baby. What a job that is when you wake You're like, I'm the special effects guy for fucking Rob B. Hood or whatever. What, what was your job today? Oh, I had to mix a bunch of extra brown food coloring and cocoa powder into some oatmeal and pour it on a baby's taint. <laughs> I had to get this baby and just rub some nastiness all over him. <laughs> just... Don't just just do just do that as an implied shot, you know? Now the the big thing is the other class that Thongs goes to is the actual taking care of a baby class, and that is headed up by Thongs love interest from now on. Yes. And a character that could easily be forgotten is in the movie. It it is definitely a character that you're like, yeah, you're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're around. Yeah, at least Ivy, the the octopus love interest, looks sad, and you can kind of tell that she's because she's always dressed as sushi or a chicken or something. So you can at least identify like what she, who she is. But this woman is super nondescript, and there's no explanation for why she slides into this movie. It's very weird because I'm like, wait a minute, you're a, I think you're a nurse, but you're also doing classes at the Toys R Us. <laughs> so gotta make those ends meet, man. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, but. She then begins the pivot to our boys can kind of figure out what they're doing, where they're like, oh, I I can kind of make formula now, and mm-hmm. oh, she's helped us so much, and we know how to test the temperature of, like, bath water and stuff. Yeah, there's a scene where she comes to visit him at one point, and says, wait, I hear a baby. Whose baby is that? And he goes, oh, please check on that baby. I am busy. <laughs> and she, for a second, she has, like, the right response, which is, the fuck did you just ask me to do <laughs> get back in here and look after your own goddamn baby but then she's like okay yeah no because everyone in this that isn't one of the main male characters is like obviously i'm here to facilitate you uh-huh but they eventually get sort of found out i guess well, by all the, of interested parties yes everyone involved at once is finding them so because you've got the the gangsters that he stole money from mm-hmm. or borrowed money from it hadn't repaid find out where he actually lives instead of just his family's place yeah uh we also get inspector mock who is a friend of thongs from high school yes and he ends up being like i am suspicious that you might have stolen a baby for some reason and then also the goons of our main bad guy, who I cannot remember the name of for the life of me. Oh, uh, uh, Grandpa. Let's just yeah, call just, him. I think they only ever refer to him as Grandfather, I think. Yes, yeah, just Grandfather. That's all you need to know. So Grandfather's goons also happen to find them. And wouldn't you know it, they all show up at the same time, as well as Ivy. And the lady from the fucking birth class. Yeah, they're all in this one apartment now. And when, uh, when, 
but I, I didn't want to skip over the scene where when they first get the baby and the baby's crying and they try closing all the windows to stop landlady from hearing a baby. Oh, yes. And that is one of the things I always forget that you see in, in either movies from the 70s or movies from Hong Kong where your landlord just has unfettered, unrestricted access to your house and is perfectly at liberty to just wander around in there pointing at stuff and just babbling on. And you can't be like, hey, I'm. Please get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> this is where I live. Leave. Yeah, because she comes in and she's just like, oh, I heard a baby. What are you doing in here? I'm going to go in your kitchen. I- why, why are these dishes not done? You're like, that's none of your fucking business. There's a towel on the floor. I don't like that. Uh, babies. And you're just like, get, just get the fuck out of the house. We pay for the whole point of us paying for this house is that we don't live in here with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, but anyway, yeah, everyone shows up at once. So this is one of the a big stunt set pieces. Uh, first, we deal with Ivy. She's the easy one. She's like, look, I did what you told me. I'm going to go see my doctor. And fucking for some reason, Octopus is like, oh, is it a female doctor or a male doctor? And she's like, you can't get jealous of my doctor. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, that's I'm the sorry. last thing she says. Shit. I'm sorry. I, I thought that happened here. Okay. No, what she does is she shows up and instead of having to go get an abortion, she shows up with the ultrasound. And right, she's supposed to show him the ultrasound, and he doesn't even look at it, he just takes the envelope and flings it. Yeah, he's like, what is this? You need to get out of here. I don't fucking I care want a divorce. I want a divorce, get away from me. And she sees the other woman, the one that Thongs is sort of interested in, but is also helping to take care of the baby that they stole, and sees her and the fact that there's also a baby, and she- Ivy just sort of assumes oh, you have gotten some other woman pregnant as well, never told me, and have a baby with someone else. Yes. You have been living a double life. Yes. And yes, he has, but yeah. he has not gotten bre- someone else pregnant. Yeah, he's been more living a true lies double life than a second family double life. Uh, And so she ends up, you know, getting super upset and sad about that. The gangsters that Thongs owes money to shows up, but when they show up, no one but the woman is there, so she's like, yeah, whatever, just come inside and you can Yeah, she's like, no, he's on home, go away. And they're like, I'll wait for him in the house. Also, there's a bit where one of them accidentally throws paint on his own face. Well, yeah, because the whole point is they were going to throw a bucket of paint on Thongs as soon as he opens the door, mm-hmm. but because sh- this woman opens the door, the guy can't see he was going to run around the corner and throw paint. Mac Daddy just puts his hand out and stops him, so he ends up dumping paint on himself. Yes, yeah, so now there's a red dude in there as well, which is going to lead to a very weird thing to say when after a bunch of hijinks are about to go down. The the uh, the other two thugs show up from, from grandfather. Everyone's threatening everyone. People are trying to escape with the baby out the window by lowering it down in a basket. We've got people running back and forth out the window via rope suspended from the sea, from the roof. Yeah, the when the inspector shows up, uh, Thongs says that all of these various gangsters and goons are his cousins or his brother, which causes Inspector Mock to be like, well, that is clearly a red guy when I'm not sure. Cause here's, there's two things going on with this character. Number one, he's got a bunch of red face paint on him. Number two, before the red face paint went on him, I think he might've been a white guy. Uh, no, but he also had dreads. He, yeah, I, I knew that I saw the dreads, but he, I, I couldn't tell for a hundred percent for sure. Cause you only see him for a couple of seconds before he's painted red for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But it, you know, that kind of makes it worse because Mox sees him and instead of, you know, clocking that's paint on this guy, he goes, wow, thongs. I didn't know you came from a mixed race family. Yeah. Yep. Certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that's 
a thing. And my favorite bit is when one of the thugs calls out one of the other thugs' lies, and everyone's trying to shush him because we just need to get this cop out of here. Yeah. So when he's like, he's like, yeah, my uh, my my father had uh, multiple marriages. This guy's my uh, he's my yeah. Half, it was but, because our our father Africa. went to Africa, and he's like, that would make you brothers, not cousins. Mm-hmm. And they're like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't argue with us. <laughs> so. Meanwhile, a bunch of whole stunt show shit is happening outside the window. Eventually, the, the the police notice, and now it turns into a big ol' everyone's trying to catch thongs as he runs around this apartment, which is set up entirely with sliding panels and things hidden with, inside of other things, so he can do a lot of swinging around and flips. Yeah. And I'm trying to hustle along because I know there's a lot of movie. This will also lead to the big stunt chase scene in this, where... Eventually, after the goons try and get the baby, and Octopus manages to save it and fucking run away, Thongs catches up with them, but they put it on a stroller, and they are running away, and the stroller gets caught on the back of a moving security van. Mm-hmm. So and they start that is it. our now chase scene, is a security van with a baby stroller attached to the back of it is off and the two of them are trying to get it. Yeah, so they're chasing after the baby, one on foot, one the other on a motorcycle. When, one in a car. I know, he steals a car after the first couple seconds. When uh, when uh, Thong steals a car and pulls up alongside them, and it's just like, hey, pull over. One of them's like, you can't fucking tell me what to do. Now I'll never pull over. Well, no, they see Thong's behind him, and he's yeah. flashing the lights and sort of swerving around. And instead of thinking... Oh, this guy's trying to tell us something. They're like, he's going to oh, rob he wants us. to rob us. Yes, exactly. Because we are. It's an idiot plot because he could also say, well, because there is there, a baby stuck to your car. There is a, it's a security van. So they're like, oh, we have money in here. Yeah. He wants our money. And when he tries to pull up next to him, because first he tries to flash the light thing. When he does pull up and he's like, hey, you have to stop the car. They're like, fuck you and point a gun at him. Exactly. But he, he doesn't say, he just goes, hey, you have to stop the car. Pull over now. Pull over now. You have to stop the car. You have to stop the car. Instead of like. You guys are dragging a stroller. There is a baby behind you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you are dragging a stroller would be, you know, the kind of thing where they go, oh, shit. You know, like that's going to get us fired way faster than any other thing that could happen here. Uh, But yeah, this is the big set piece of driving around, doing a bunch of car stunts, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get in car crashes, dodging cars. It is also the worst joke in the movie. Oh, yeah. So just it, get ready for that. The two guys... That are driving this van, the one guy is new, and so his trait is that he is nervous. Mm-hmm. The other guy is gay. And his trait is that he's gay. Yep. And then he sees Octopus, out- and he's like, that's a handsome man. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then when they finally end, and like Jackie Chan gets the baby and fucks off, and they're like, ooh, we did it. We won, because he just sees everyone leave them alone. He's like, hey, man, where are you from? And he says, oh, I'm from Brokeback Mountain, because that movie came out like two years earlier. Uh, why? <laughs> I have to what? wonder, was that joke the same in the original langu- uh, language of this? Like, if you watch this in the sub, is he saying the same thing? Or do they have their own joke place where gay people are from? <laughs> I assume they do. God, that came out 2005, so... Barely a year before this. Came yeah, out. I was in a 2006 Jesus. movie, so I was, uh, yeah. God damn. Spur of the, like, just on the cutting edge of making the worst possible joke. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. 
that was a period of time right after they oh, yeah. came out where We're, just saying Brokeback Mountain was the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much the big last gasp of it's okay to just straight up make fun of gay people out in the open in public was was all the, the Brokeback Mountain jokes. Yes. And Jesus Christ, if you saw the movie, that was I, I feel like that was a transformative experience for a lot of people who made those jokes. Because if you saw that movie, you came out the other side fucking crying your eyes out. That <sighs> movie is a tearjerker par excellence. And yet, <laughs> all anyone knew was Ah, gay cowboys Them or cowboys whatever. cowboys gay. Ugh. Anyway, <sighs> eventually they take the baby, they go back, they're trying to figure out what to do. They, the kid has a fever mm-hmm. and this is the moment where all of them are like, oh, we've learned we fucked up. Like Thongs goes back to his dad's place mm-hmm. and he sees that his dad has had a stroke. Yes. And is no longer able to communicate. And we get a little touching moment where he's trying to apologize to his dad, but the only thing his dad notices is this random baby that's there and is grabbing his finger that he can still kind of feel and control a little bit. Yeah. It's very cute. And Octopus has that moment we mentioned earlier where he sees his wife and he's like, yo, I fucked up. I fucked up real bad. So he goes to a payphone that she can see right in front of her and calls her from the payphone and apologizes. And luckily, she's got a job where she's standing there dressed as some sushi and has to hand out flyers to people and demand that they try sushi. But also, she could just reach her cell phone and have a conversation. So everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, And the two of them end up going to the hospital because of the baby's fever. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, Landlord finally manages to get out of fucking prison. Yes. Yeah, we haven't seen him in forever. I'd forgotten who he was. And Landlord finds out from grandfather who's like i just want this fucking baby i'll give you 30 million just bring me the kid yeah and so he's like oh hell yeah i have no idea what's going on and i'm not attached to a baby because i've been in prison Mm -hmm. so he immediately finds thongs and octopus is like 10 million each yeah and all we need to do is hand it over to his grandpa let's do it and of course at this point, Thongs and Octopus are like, oh, but we're attached to the little guy. We want to return him to his mommy. He's an important baby. We've had a montage sequence. You have not had a montage sequence. We've learned lessons. You've been in prison. So <laughs> that's how it works. Can I? Can we just, uh, look, I'm just going to shoot a series of vignettes of you set to a Brian Adams song, and you'll like the baby by the end. <laughs> but Landlord manages to convince them because, you know, $10 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So they eventually agree and they go hand the baby off to like a team of doctors mm-hmm. that grandfather has because grandfather is very rich this isn't really a handoff so much as it is a forced handoff like they're they they have captured grandfather and their threat they're, they're like hey you've got remember he's got all three of the cases and he's on the other side with the bad guys at the moment that they go up to hand that they just sort of get accosted and they they reluctantly hand hand over the baby and then get their money it does it does happen this way. I mean, they go to meet him and yeah. do it. Yeah, but grandfather's there and he has the money. He doesn't come to them. He's on the wrong side of this this whole deal. He's on the wrong side of history. I'm sorry. I'm talking about landlord, not grandfather. I don't know how I could ever possibly confuse all these names. No, la- landlord just takes the money and runs yeah. after the handoff. Yeah, no, that happens too. Yeah, but there's a part before the handoff when uh, Thongs is talking to his love interest. And he's like, yeah, I think I might just take this baby back home. I, the baby needs a mom. It doesn't doesn't need to go to his shady grandfather. Yeah. So so anyway, it's another big sequence instead. They they uh, they end up, they take the money, they 
They hand the baby off. They hand the baby they, off. They see the baby is crying, and the doctors are drawing blood from the kid. Which is weird. They frame that blood draw like they're taking the baby's spinal fluid out with a fork. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, this is framed as like, oop, we are removing this child's fingernails. Yeah. Because they just immediately are like, no, you can't possibly do anything to a baby. They're like, no, it, we're getting blood work done. We're just getting it. We're doing a DNA test on this baby. We're just getting it. We're just doing a blood draw. And the baby, the framing it is the baby is crying. And the two of them are like, I would do it. I can't. You can't. You're torturing that baby. And you're like, dude, babies go through a lot of fucking torture. It's not. It's not great being a couple of days old. <laughs> it's not a good time for anyone. Yeah. So they decide, fuck it. We don't care about money. We just want the baby. But landlord takes the fucking money and gets in a car and drives He's off. just like, nope, I am not engaging with this. Goodbye. Fuck the both of you. I'll take 30 million and go. Yeah. And that leaves us with our final set piece, running around an amusement park. Mm-hmm, because because our, our grandfather owns an amusement park. Yes. Yeah. There's a whole backstory where it turns out that he's called grandfather because he's that Max character from the prologue's dad. Remember him? He was the one who stole the baby and then died when he fell off an escalator. We might have forgotten to mention oh, yeah. he died when he uh, fell off an escalator. Max, after throwing the baby and that getting caught, also fell off the escalator and died. Yes. Uh, so this is his father who had a dream he would build an amusement park for the the son that his or the, for his grandson. Only his his son died before he could produce the son to build the amusement park for. And now here's this amusement park. And no grandson. All to he share wants it with. is family. He has no family, so. He needs this grandkid because that's mm-hmm. the only thing he's living for. Uh-huh. So he just wants this grandkid and uh, and, and that's it. And then uh, Octopus asks a very reasonable question. What if that's not your grandkid? Like they've we've been told a bunch of times that he's that that's someone else's kid. And he just kind of laughs it off and doesn't engage with it. And then five seconds later, the DNA test comes in the room and he's like, oh, well, let's all go. You two can fuck along if you want. You have a chance right now to leave and I won't kill you. I don't care. Yeah. Before that, we did have the entire sequence of them running around an amusement park. We also had that. You're right. I'm sorry. The baby kidnap sequence. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to skip that one. No, just all the action sequences there. Again, the problem of doing a review of a Jackie Chan film is you're like, so Jackie Chan does some cool stunts. It's not, I can't just go so then he jumps on a roller coaster and he jumps down below the roller coaster and then he jumps over the roller coaster the roller coaster sequence was, was great but the ferris wheel sequence wasn't him which was weird it was the other guy yeah. that gets stuck on the ferris wheel but yeah eventually jackie chan manages to escape with the baby but they catch octopus and they attach him to a bungee cord thing and then threaten that they're gonna kill him yeah they're like we're gonna drop him unless you come back yeah and he's very stoic about it. He's like, hey, everyone's got to die sometime, but that baby gets to live a life now, so you just fuck along and I'll be fine. But obviously they don't actually do it. No. So when they get caught and they go back and grandfather finds out, oh, this isn't my kid, we had before seen he has an entire room that is basically a freezer where he is keeping the dead body of his son. Mm-hmm. And he just goes in there and when he realizes like, oh, I've done all of this, and I don't even have a grandchild. This isn't even my kid. And he snaps, so he just leaves the kid in the arms of his dead son Mm -hmm. and then gets out of the freezer. It's a super cold room. He's already used it at one point earlier in the movie to kill a thug that displeased him by just throwing him in there and locking it. Killed the contact for Landlord. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's used the room to kill before. He's and definitely he'll do it again. Well, he's about to. He put a baby in there. It's definitely going to die in a couple of minutes. So that is our ticking clock now. As he leaves, 
And all of these thugs are like, yeah, we're fine with a baby freezing to death. Mm -hmm. We will defend that baby's right to freeze to death. Which is wild because there's like no reason to. Like at this point, they've all, all the thugs have already established like, hey, that guy just lost his mind. We just watched that billionaire who's in charge of us. And he doesn't even say, hey, make sure they don't get into that room. He just kind of goes, I'm going to turn this place into an ice palace. Ah," And then leaves. And and, and then all these thugs are like, yeah, ride or die to uh, keep that baby in that freezer. Why? No reason. Just, just give us the baby. He doesn't care if it dies or not. He just doesn't care about it anymore. It's got nothing to do with him. Let's just give us the baby and we'll just get going. And you don't have to have a wacky fight. But no, we have our two main final boss fight guys. Two dudes in white suits. One of them wearing really weird fake underbite teeth. Very strange. Yeah. But the two of them are like, ooh, we're the badass fighters. And we've established that you aren't very good. Because the second they run up and try to fight them, they just get the shit beat out of them. Yes. But all it takes is them running around this room for about four minutes, and then they're good enough to fight. Yes. and They, they just get... had to level up by running around the room a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, so they fight these two guys for a really long time, but then it turns out that once they get them in the freezer, oh, Jackie Chan, as John just mentioned, remembers how to fight, and fights the jackets off both of them so that they'll be cold, but Jackie Chan and his friend won't. The baby's already unconscious and probably dead. They accidentally pull the uh, door closed, uh-huh. so they're stuck in there. And that's when the cop and landlord show up and landlord's like, oh, I can, I, maybe I can open this super impossible mega powered Swiss digital safe. And we get a callback to earlier in the movie when they were training and he's like, oh, you need to be able to tell when a lock hits Mm -hmm. the point where it will be able to be clicked into place. And they have a bunch of things where like a dial hits a feather or a dial hits like a piece of paper. And the last one is hitting a hair. He's like, when it can, when you can tell it's in place when it hits a hair, you will have become a true robber or whatever the fuck. Yes. And so that's the moment where Landlord's like, oh, I'm an amazing fucking safe cracker. This is like an FBI level safe, but I can do it as long as there's no mo- noise and everyone holds their breath. So he escaped, they escape from the thing along with the two guys who were in there, but they just get arrested. They don't matter. There's really, it was a fun sequence watching them get beat up with a, with a, uh, oscillating fan and sprayed with water so that they'd freeze faster. Yeah. But uh, basically they come out, the baby's unconscious. They're trying to wake it up. And this sequence feels like it goes on for 20 fucking minutes of them just sort of wandering aimlessly around this millionaire's uh, mansion in an amusement park, wailing about the baby um, before Before they, their final plan to get this baby awake is earlier. They had watched a show where someone did a defibrillator thing. Uh huh. And so now Jackie Chan's like, all right, hook me up to a car battery, and then I'm going to, after I'm being electrocuted, I'll touch my fingers to the baby, and then that'll shock the baby awake. And I'm but like, like, less, though, I think. Is what we're using yeah, we're not going like to put the actual, yeah. like, you know, connectors to the car battery on the baby. That's too much. So we connect it to me, and then I touch the baby. This is the kind of thing where you got to be like, yeah, the movie's got to stop and have some person who sounds like... Uh, in any voice actor of your choice, be like, in this universe, this would work. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. You you solve freezing to death with electricity. Uh-huh. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. You could just get jolted awake like anybody who uh, stopped breathing for any reason. <laughs> and so, also, it's not a very specific frequency it works at. It's just car battery amounts of power. It's just fine. any level of electricity is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. They do this, and it <laughs> doesn't work. The baby does not wake up. There's a point here where you're like, oh, that baby dead. I think they're going to let the baby die. That's going to be a weird way to end this. But instead, uh, it gets taken to the hospital. They get arrested. 
The baby lives, though. Mm -hmm. And we go to our final scene where it is the three of them, Thongs, Octopus, and Landlord, Mm -hmm. doing their, like, final confessions with, like, you know, Octopus being like, oh, I... I never should have treated you poorly. You're the love of my life. If I could go back and do it again, I would be with you, but you're too good for me. And same thing, Landlord being like, ooh, we should have children. And Thong's like, oh, I'll quit gambling and do what I need to do to make you proud of me, Dad. Yeah, I always thought having money would make you proud, but that's not what it is. And then all three of them take a bullet to the back of the head from a bunch of, like, super serious Chinese prison guards. And you're like, wow. And then they fall down and, and, and are lying prone in the sand. And then a, a guard comes out and is like, hey, and that is what it would look like if we actually still killed political dissidents. <laughs> that, that's what capital punishment looks like. <laughs> and then it, cu- it cuts to a wide shot and you can see a dude being like strung up for a drawing and quartering. Yeah, you I got a guy just, who's being hung yeah, over in another pl- yeah, place. Yeah, they're just hanged. I hanged. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. There's a guy who's might, hung. might also be being hung. <laughs> there's a guy who's hung over here <laughs> and he's got a noose on his throat as well. <laughs> uh it's one of my favorite distinctions. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, they're just, they're, it's like open day at the, open house day at the prison and, and they're, they're volunteers to be a, a, a part of a, a play that's put on about what capital punishment used to look like. Yeah. The fact that they're like, oh yeah, we, our actors are all just prisoners who come out here and show what it's like to get murdered if we still did that. Yeah. And obviously this guy was being executed for the crime of being unfaithful to his wife. Which is why he had that long monologue. I feel like those monologues are a little self-indulgent, but ultimately, we did allow the prisoners to write their own. I, I asked them on a number of occasions if they'd be willing to commit to, you know, capital offense level crimes. And all three of them consistently refused and said, no, I'm going to be being executed because I wouldn't let my wife adopt a bunch of babies. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> I mean, their families and wives and whatnot are in the audience watching this. Yes. So, of course, as soon as it's done, they're like, hey, come on up and you can go hang out with your family for a bit here. We don't give a shit here at minimum security, cool guy, Chinese prison. (laughs) And so everyone's like, did you mean all that stuff you were saying up there? And they're like, what? No, I was in character. I was a man who was about to be executed for the crime of. uh, I want a divorce. (laughs) Let me check check again. (laughs) Wanting a divorce. (laughs) Yeah. So we get a quick turnaround on that, where now Ivy's the one who's like, oh, you can't be jealous about my doctor. I'm the one in charge now. I'm acting like you used to act. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Landlord is going to adopt a whole shit ton of kids. I can't imagine that's a good idea. Like, his wife already got the problems. Like, I don't know. If, you're really taking some adopted kid's life in your hands, and you're like, oh, this lady has... Uh, Kind of went off the deep end and turned into a wandering, rambling weirdo with a fake baby that she carries everywhere. I think a real baby will cure cure this, and I'm so confident that I'll take one from another country and bring them here. Yeah, they already they're like, oh, the paperwork is done on like the first three. And then he's like, let's get a baby from Cameroon, and she's like, ooh, Cameroon is the one I really wanted. And I'm still like, I don't, I don't think that. I feel like you skipped a, like two or three steps here. Also, my dude, you are in jail and have no money. I, I may, don't know what maybe you're doing here. Maybe adoption is a lot easier in uh, in in China than it is here. Like especially inter international adoption like that. Like people are always saying when when they're they're like anti-abortion, they're always like, "Well, these babies could just be put up for adoption," and that's what you say when you've never looked into American adoption. Yeah. <laughs> uh and but uh, Thongs, the mega happy ending. Oh, Thongs, sorry. The Thongs of course bit. goes ahead and talks to his dad and 
the random fucking lady, baby class lady. New girlfriend for some reason. And then because the ending isn't happy enough, we shoot to the super ultra mega happy ending as baby comes back. Yeah, the the actual parents and family and whatnot show up and they're like, oh, you're going to get reduced sentences. And also we wanted you to see that the baby is fine and you can hold him if you want. Also, you all get high paying jobs from us because we're billionaires. Yeah. All of you will get jobs doing things that you're good at. So guy who's obsessed with expensive cars, you are a chauffeur and thongs. You can be a bodyguard because you're Jackie Chan, so we assume you should be good at that. And then the other guy is just the head of security, because yeah. he's a good safe he's a, he's, a, he's a brainsman. Yeah, so, and they're all like, hooray, uh, awesome free jobs and reduced sentences, thanks a lot. Also, how are you able to pay for this? Ha <laughs> ha, we're billionaires, what luck! And then it ends on the on the gag of, like, uh, wait a minute, we never learned the baby's name. What is the baby's name? It's just fucking Simon, I think. It's Lee Ka-Shing. Mm-hmm. And the end is like, oh, like the billionaire? And to an American audience, you're like, what? <laughs> Li Ka-Shing is an actual Chinese billionaire that would be very well known for that audience. Ah. But for us, it's like, what? <laughs> is the joke that his name is like Ka-Ching? Are you, is that, no? Oh, no, you're an actual person. But they oh. named him after, I guess, this billionaire. So the that's the gag we end on a gag of this baby is named after an actual billionaire i'm gonna tell you what this is this is a problem i, I watched this while uh on fairly low volume but i turned on subtitles so i didn't have to listen to the super bad dubbing and they the uh, subtitle caught it wrong and changed the kid's name to simon <laughs> so i was like simon that's kind of a that's kind of a letdown of a joke what's the baby's name simon you mean like the billionaire what i what but okay sure the famous chinese billionaire Simon. Simon. <laughs> like the billionaire who came up with the game Simon and then made a billion dollars? <laughs> and is now constantly in hiding from the gr- the uh, greedy fingers of his brother Alvin? <laughs> Simon, lend me that money so I can be world famous. No. No, Alvin. <laughs> Alvin! I have to go tend to our derelict father. <laughs> derelict father. <laughs> Yeah, Dave has gone full derelict at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's the end. There's some bloopers in the credits, but I don't care. Classic Jackie Chan bloopers, though. They're always it's when a movie has them. I'm always happy to watch them. You always get to watch Jackie Chan get hurt, get real hurt. (laughs) He drops down and bonks his head on another dude's head. What's that one where he falls off a rope? He's doing in between two buildings and falls down like thirty feet to the ground. Oh my god, Lord, Lord Almighty. Yeah, so you know. In terms of just Jackie Chan physicality, this is a classic. Yep. So there you go. There's Robin B. Hood or Rob B. Hood or Project BB, whatever you want it to be. I'm going to call it BB Hood. (laughs) There we go. Mm -hmm. That's my name for it. Yep. Yeah. Just because I recently got a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 poster for my wall. Yep. Put me in the mood. Uh, So let's wrap this up with... Our ratings. We are each going to give it a rating from zero to five to give it a final rating out of ten. Hey, Jeff, what would you rate this? I've been thinking about this. I didn't like this. I found it. A lot of the jokes were extremely bad. Uh, A a lot of it was regressive or shitty. Yep. Uh, A lot of characters suck, but get big rewards anyway. Yep. And other characters just have no resolution to them whatsoever. Uh Uh-huh. Like, for example, after the billionaire guy wanders, like, goes crazy and wanders off, Maybe you see him later, like, having been arrested or something. Yeah, he gets arrested, but that's it. We don't know anything else. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I, I'm straying towards like a one, but I feel like the Jackie Chan stunt work is good enough that if you're a person who's an aficionado of that kind of thing, then this is another movie you should watch because he do, does neat stuff with interesting things. So I think I might go as high as a two. All right. Everything but that's not the stunt work, though, is just garbage. Yeah. The, I mean, honestly, I'm going to give it a 1.5. And that's also just, oh, because the stunt work in this is good. It's a Jackie Chan film. That's going to be good. He's, you know, in charge of the stunts here. Yeah. But also, they're sort of few and far between. And there are much better Jackie yeah. Chan oh, films oh, yeah. they're, they're that Jack- have better sequences. And that know how to go out. Like, they're, they're 80 minutes yeah, yeah the fact gonna, that this is two hours of horse shit, I'm like, please don't. Yeah, you get 80 minutes, and he's going to get in a ladder fight, and he's going to drop off the side of a building, and he's going to jump on a helicopter, and, and no wasting time. Nope, this is a lot of wasted time. Yeah. So, yeah, three and a half out of ten for Robin B. Hood. Not very good. Mm-mm, no, not not w- worth your time. Oh, we also didn't do our bests and worsts. I suppose we oh, could do that. Uh, I mean, obviously, both of our bests are going to be one of the stunt sequences. I'm gonna, Maybe yours won't be. I don't know. But mine's going to be the one in the apartment because he's got these neat parts where he's flipping out parts of the apartment. Like he pulls a uh, like like a wardrobe out of a wall by the bed and uses it to swing around and jump to a second floor. Yeah, I, I liked that bit because it was a good classic bit of him jumping around between levels of things. Yeah, th- I mean, that's why I would say my favorite is probably him in the bathroom in the very beginning where he does that like jump oh, from yeah. stall to stall. Yeah. I'm like, that's a great classic bit. Mm-hmm. And I'll take my least favorite as the uh, I'm from Brokeback Mountain joke because it's fucking, I just, I wish a sad thing would happen. Yeah, it is. Boy, that really is the worst part of this movie. <laughs> that movie, that that There's joke. There's no argument. Like, that is bad. The only way that joke would have worked is if there was a full 10 second silent beat afterwards. If he was like, I'm from Brokeback Mountain. And then the camera just held on the two of them, unmoving, the one staring at the other. Just 10 seconds. And then the other guy goes, what the fuck? And then it cuts. <laughs> and it cuts halfway through fuck. <laughs> what, what the, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining Wait, us. Wait, I want your least favorite thing. Oh, it's the same, same thing? It's the okay. same fucking thing. All right, it's the worst good. part of the movie. All right, there you go. <laughs> we will be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery. Until then, you can join us over at patreon.com slash system mastery. Yes, you can. You can support us there at any level. That'll help the show, helps us keep doing what we're doing, and all of it unlocks bonus content as well as ad-free versions of the show what a deal and right now we are still going through at that ten dollars a month level our tv mastery very special episodes every episode is about a very special discovery or a topic that you should know more about yeah and this time we're taking it back oh yeah we're doing the oldest uh episode that we will do in this series taking it back to the day (laughs) so Join us for that over on patreon.com slash system mastery. And if you can't support us financially, just give us a nice rate or review wherever mm-hmm. you want. Yep. Listen to us. Uh, give or us a five star. Bake us a raspberry crumble. Or not that, because John doesn't like raspberry. No, raspberry suck but, ass. You know, bake us an apple crumble. Or bake yourself a raspberry crumble. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. You can have one. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, actually, I can't have one. No, so. I'm saying you, the yeah. listener, can yeah, have the one. Listener, listeners can have them. I'm just now realizing I can't have one, so no. please don't break me, bake me any kind of crumble. No, no crumbles, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, <laughs> just go ahead, support us however you want to, or don't. We're still going to make the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another movie mastery, and until then... 
You have a good one.